What's going on, guys? This is James Camacho, and here's another episode of Kicking It with Camacho. Good to be here. How you guys doing? You guys doing good? Did you guys have a good week? I had a pretty good week, man. I actually just uh, I got back from a submarine expedition. Woo! Am I wet? <laughs> oh, God almighty. How crazy is that? I'm sure... If you haven't heard, if you live under a rock or on the bottom of the ocean, woo, I'm on fire. Um, there was a submarine that went to go check out the Titanic wreckage that um, ended up imploding. Um, it's actually, you know, all jokes aside, it's a, it's a really tragic story, which is why also for the love of my butthole, I can't understand how. It's so okay to make fun of this. Like, if you are, if you've been on social media, like TikTok and shit, dude, the memes and the TikToks, just just making fun of this tragedy is astounding, dude. You know, like you know, as a comedian, you know, when when stuff like this happens, you always have to kind of figure out, like, okay, c- c- can I joke about this? And dude, my initial reaction was like, I don't know, like. There's five people missing. I think that was what it was, right? Four or five people missing. Um, I think, right, if it's, like, tragic like that or could be tragic like that, they want to lay off. And then I go on my phone and, like, everyone, not just comedians, everyone, comedians, actors, uh, human resource managers, nuns, all making fun of this. I, I, just, I just couldn't believe it. And, um... Like like the sheep that I am, I, I started writing my own material, you know, and I posted it at youtube.com slash James Camacho. I, I got about uh, three jokes. I um I wrote about it and I, I went on to some bar show in Hoboken, no joking. And I and I try those uh, jokey jokes out. And uh, there's only 10 people in the crowd. So if it sounds like I'm bombing. I, uh, I, I don't I don't give a shit. I think the jokes are funny. And there was it did well for the 10 people there. And. You know, I'm, I'm a confident guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm a confident guy. That's how you know someone's not confident, by the way, when they go, I'm a confident guy. You know, shut up. My cat's bitching. My cat has been on a, on a, a bitch fest. Did you hear that? He's a bit like, dude, my our, our younger cat literally whines like a child, like a baby. What's wrong with you? You're you're eight months old. You can't be be uh, whining like that. I got a text. Who's it from? Is it from the cancel culture police or, or is that is that what you call it? Cancel culture police? Doesn't matter. All right. So yeah, the submarine uh, shit went down. I have jokes about it. YouTube.com slash James Camacho. All serious, man. All serious. Uh, you know, all jokes aside, it, it's really tragic, and it also really shows you how. You know, rich white people are just not, just not really respected in this country. You know, and God damn it, the rich white people, you know, they come from hardships, they've come from struggles, they're oppressed, and we need to stop. No, I'm kidding. Obviously, that's all a joke, but it really is astounding. Like, like, um, I, 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 I let me just real quick. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna fact check myself. Um, let's Google here, passengers. On the Titan, which is what the the submarine was called. Who was on board the Titan? And I'm looking at it, and yeah, there's just gray hair, one ginger, and um, I, a little bit more of an ambiguous-looking father and son, which is... That's the saddest part. There was, like a, I think, a 19-year-old that died in here, and um, yeah, that's, that's cuff. Hamish Harding, rest in peace. Shah Zda Dawood. He he uh Okay. That can't be white, can it? And Sulman da Oh, so these are the people that look ambiguous. Sulman Dawood or Sulman Daywood, who is the nineteen year old. That's so sad, man. I can't even That's too that's really sad. I, I feel bad, um, you know. I mean I feel bad they all passed away, but you know, when, when, you know, talk about a kid, a teenager, 19 years old. I mean, that's, it's cliche, but that guy had his whole uh, life ahead of him. Shazda, <laughs> Dawood, 
It's got a Wikipedia page. Jesus, I've been doing comedy for 10 years. No one's written a Wikipedia page about me. So he is a Pakistani and British business investor and philanthropist. So, okay, so there was there wasn't all just white people on there. But I, I have a I have an inkling, a feeling that if on that ship there were some POCs, some women, some uh, what's with the no, non woman on the there was not one single lady. Was that Titan misogynistic? Was this submarine a submarine of misogyny in the depths of the ocean? <laughs> um, I don't know why there wasn't a woman on there. I guess women are smarter. That's how you know women are smarter than men, you know? I'm sure some f- ladies were offered, had it, you know, an option to go, and they were like, okay, you stupid men can go and play your submarine Aquaman games, and we're just going to stay on surface where it's safe, okay? Plus, I, like, I don't want to get my hair wet, you know? I don't want to, like, run out of oxygen, you know? It's going to age your skin. I'm not going there, Okay. Yeah, so I, I'm pretty sure that if there were some uh, trans trans people on there, if there was uh, POCs, um, I, I'm sure this would be more of a story. You know, I'm just saying. I, 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 or if there were some regular middle class people. I whoa, where's that Titan shit? Can we do that experiment? Can we put a submarine in the ocean that gets lost with like middle class peasants and see people? I'm sure that would be it would be way more tragic. You know. It didn't help that stepson. I don't know if you guys saw this. One of the stepsons of the of the billionaires, while they were searching for the ship, he went to a Blink One Eighty Two concert, which he says like Blink One Eighty Two helps him get over tragedy. But you know, you're talking about Blink One Eighty Two. All they sing about is not fitting in in high school. You know, like what the what the fuck? How is that gonna get make you get over your uh? Your dad missing, or your your family missing, or your your what the you know what the fuck like, I can maybe understand it if it's like, I don't know like if you went to like a, some religious thing you were like prayers I guess I I don't even know. What if you went to a gangster rap concert? Would people be a little bit more understand? <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, like I I just feel like uh, going to a concert while your stepfather's missing and singing, you know. Mutt and all the small things and what's my age again is not a good look. And then he tweeted like at an OnlyFans model, sit on my face. And then like, you know, the OnlyFans model was like, you know, sending prayers to your family. And he goes, yes, please. He writes back. Yes, please send prayers. It's just like that's that's why no one really feels bad. Millionaires. Here's the thing about billionaires, millionaires, billionaires, anyone that has six, six figure salary. Fuck them all. Right. They're just like. Like when you have enough money, like you just think you can do anything, and and there's no repercussions in life. Like you, you just think like the rules don't apply to you. Because if you really think about it, I mean, if you look at like Epstein, who like paid his way out of like those early like uh, uh, sexual harassment and and um, child trafficking allegations when he was in Florida. If you look at Trump, the way he just evades the law all the time. It's like if you have enough money, you can do whatever the fuck you want. So these billionaires just that you know that's why it's not good to have options. You know, like if you're a billionaire, you could do anything you want in the world. And then you start doing weird shit like going to see the Titanic wreckage. I got to be honest, man. Like I've know I've read that they've done this trip a few times, but like that shit is cursed, man. That something happened like like some Satan worshiper like put one of the tiles on that boat on the Titanic. And if you get too close to that fucking thing, it's like final destination, man. I wouldn't even fuck with the Titanic, you know. So, is um, yeah, billionaires just you, no one has sympathy for them, you know, which sucks because they're people, and I feel bad, you know, not that I'm a, a billionaire sympathizer, which, which uh, um, man, that's almost as bad as being a racist. I feel like, you know, if you like try to protect the one percent, I feel like um, I feel like that could be bad for your social media following, but yeah, so. It's it's really tragic and um, I I, I uh, it's terrible, man. And like you know, all these reports are coming out. Like you know, 
how rinky dink this this submarine was. Like a lot of people had concerns about it. James Cameron, who I don't know if you know James Cameron, he's a, he's the director of like the two biggest box office movies like ever in the history of movies. He directed Titanic and then Avatar one and two. And I don't know if you know this fun fact about um, James Cameron. James Cameron makes these like gajillion billion dollar um, movies just to fund his like hobby or his real passion of like doing deep sea um, submarining and oceaning. Like he's like a huge like ocean nerd. Is that what you call them? What's James? What's the official like term of like a a person who loves like exploring the ocean? You know, like we have astronauts who do space. What what are the what's the like the official term for uh, ocean people? So we have James Cameron. Let's let's look on Wikipedia. Ocean explorer. Wow, is that that's it? Ocean explorer. I thought there would be a cooler name. Because if you're an astronaut, uh. People in space go to space or astronauts. That's a cool name, but people who go into the ocean are just ocean explorers. Not a creative bunch there. Anywho, so um, James Cameron, uh, who does a lot of ocean diving, exploring, he said that like you know the ship uh, had a lot of concerns in the the ocean exploring community. A lot of people were talking about that. It was like apparently like what the controller for this thing was like a thirty dollar like old video game controller which is fucking ridiculous and then um yeah it's it's tragic and today i think i think they were kind of announced dead yesterday because the debris of the submarine kind of like floated to the surface and um i was i was i was doing i was shooting something today with a buddy and he was telling me that when the thing imploded like the people there like died instantly. Apparently, like they were alive one minute, and like the next millisecond, they were just dead. Like before they could even process that they were dying or any pain, they were gone. Which, in a way, is 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 kind of how you want to go, you know. And I'm kind of jealous now, you know, because I don't know how I'm gonna go, but I'm sure whatever way I end up going out when I'm an old farty James is is gonna be painful. Whether it's like cancer or if I get hit by a fucking uh. A, a Tesla or if my cat like accidentally scratches my my balls and I bleed out it's gonna be painful you know like I think very few people in this world go kind of like without pain and those guys actually you know in a way um, they, they 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 paid for they paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars for the expedition maybe that's maybe that's what they're paying for you know like seriously, would you if if someone was like, "Give me two hundred fifty grand, and you'll have a quiet, painless death," would you would you pay for that? I don't know. Because how did my uh, I'm trying to think about how my you know, a lot of people go from heart attacks. That's very painful. You get you know you get hit by something. That's that's obviously painful. Yeah, that that's not a bad deal. That, that's all I'm saying. It's not a bad deal. Um, blackjack. Woo! Oh, I said black. Oh, this video is gonna get shadow banned. Um, yeah. So apparently, like when it imploded, they died instantly, and like apparently, um, I think what how, I forgot how many miles. I think like two miles or something. There were two miles like underwater or something like that. I, I'm not sure, but like the pressure from that water just like, um, just crushed them. Like my buddy was saying, like imagine if like the M you were like the Empire State Building was on top of you. Like, that's the amount of pressure that they were feeling. And um, they were, like, ripped to shreds, which is just so fucking nuts, dude. I mean, like, you see that in crazy movies like Saw. Or, you know, Quentin Tarantino will have something like that where someone gets fucking shredded to pieces. And, whew. It's, it's inhuman to think about, you know? And, um... I'm, I'm, I probably... I, I would imagine I'm going to hell for making fun of this stuff and um but i just want to say like um billionaire non-billionaire white not white um you don't wish this on anyone and um rest in peace to the people on the titan um and uh i hope their families can get get uh you know get through this um they have a lot of money so i'm sure it'll be a little easier than if my you know 
my family was on there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it's, it's crazy how being rich comes at, at such a price where everyone kind of like hates you, wants to make fun of you. I've been doing this joke on stage about a billionaire that um, he died from penis enlargement surgery, and do like no one feels bad for the guy. Like I'm just constant. I'm saying all these jokes about him, like, like uh, you know. Uh, you know, having a small dick must be a hard pill to swallow. Whoops, I mean, easy pill to swallow. Like, and pe- crowds are laughing. Like, it's just so, when you're a billionaire, it, it it really is, like, so crazy how, I guess when things are better for you in life, the more self-deprecating you got to be, I guess, in a way, you know? Like, I feel like the, like, there's, a, there's actually, this is actually a good um, example. There's a lady who I know. As a friend of my girlfriend's, uh, I just met her dad over the weekend, and this dude's a, like apparently like a millionaire, not billionaire, but like a multimillionaire. And you know, he had a sharp suit on, he had like a Rolex on, and he was like a, just a quick sharpshooting, like you know, witty guy, you know, ball busting guy. And like he had that kind of like CEO humor, where he's like, "Hey, like, like, what are you doing for work now, James?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm a comedian." Oh, you're making those fucking jokes, huh? Like, you better. You know, like, I'll, like, I'll, uh, um, I don't know, like, you had a special coming, I'll fund that shit, you know, just don't fuck it up, uh, tell some pussy jokes, yeah, you know, like, he's that kind of, kind of boss guy, um, and his daughter, I met his daughter, like, back in the day, and his daughter, like, you would never know she's the son of, like, a billionaire, or a millionaire, she's the sweetest, most down-to-earth, kindest human being, and you like that, you like when people that have a lot of money are, like, like, humble, you know? And, um, yeah, man, but, uh, I would take it. I would take being a billionaire for sure. Hmm. Would I go on that submarine? I don't know, man. That's a tough one to call. You know, I'm still wary about skydiving. That seems like one of those activities where it's just like, you know, I get, you know, and like it's safe because I don't know what the odds are of like dying from a, from a skydiving. Let's, let's Google that. That would be interesting stat. Let's write death odds skydiving. What do we got here? With modern equipment and training methods, fatalities occur in less than one per 100,000 cases and serious injuries requiring hospitalization in less than two per 10,000 cases. Um, that This puts the assessment of skydiving as a high-risk sport into perspective. Wow. Yeah, that's one out of a hundred thousand. I would, I would take those chances. I would. So, anyways, this is. Uh, I think we we've we've uh, drowned this uh, topic. <laughs> Woo! I can't stop. And uh, let's move on. Let's move on. So rest in peace to the billionaires. And um, at the same time, I don't support billionaires. Um, I'm just trying to have content here. It's a uh, real quick before we move on. Um, I just want to say real quick, um, come see me on tour, jamescamacho.com. Um, I'm all over the road. I got a bunch of shit coming up. I'm in Chattanooga, Tennessee, July 9th. Get tickets to that. I think I think tickets are kind of going slow. They're selling, but they're slow. So help me out there. And um, July 21st, 22nd, I'll be in Miami, Florida at the Comedy Inn. It's an interesting uh, club. You have to sign up on their email list to get invited. The shows are kind of secret, and um, they're only available to the people on the email list. But it's like a great club. And um, I'll be there with another great comic, Mark Gregory. And I will also um, – this is I'm only revealing it on here, but I'm going to be doing a, a NBC talk show appearance in Miami um, that weekend. You guys heard it here first, all 30 of you. You guys will see me on NBC next month. And August 4-5, Hartford, Connecticut. Um, what's the name of the club? Brouhaha Comedy Club. And here, here's a, a big announcement. The special taping, July 28th, Leonard Nimoy Talia, has been X'd out. We're postponing it. It's tentatively looking like the beginning of August, and it won't be at the Leonard Nimoy Talia Theater in Symphony Space. <laughs> It's going to be at the Comic Strip Live, my home club. Um, I got sentimental and gay about it, and um, I, I, I want to do it there. Confirming the date, there will be an announcement soon. Leonard Nimoy Talia, not happening. Comic Strip, early August, 
will be the special taping around my birthday. So you have to come or you're a piece of shit. And um, yeah, please follow me at Instagram. I'm still shadow banned. If you don't believe I'm shadow banned, by the way, if you think I'm just a whiny, bitchy piece of shit, go look at my last post. And, you know, if you're watching this, my last po- I, to- I posted two things today. I posted a tweet about the submarine and then I posted a, a reel about the submarine and the tweet has like I think the last time I checked 700 likes and the reel has like 20 20 likes so it's it's a it's pretty evident my my reels at least are just completely shadow banned by the aggers and um yeah go follow me go follow like share youtube.com slash James Camacho please subscribe if you don't already um, we're 10 away right now from 10k, which would be amazing. I'm trying to monetize. I, I need money. I got I got nothing left in the bank. Please help. Please. And enough begging. Let's move on to this. Now, um, I just posted on uh, Facebook the other day. The other day, it was actually today. I posted like a throwaway tweet that um, I'm Chinese and Puerto Rican, which means uh, I don't know whether to be quiet or loud. And it's actually some like a joke I've been trying to work on. That's obviously just the premise, but like I'm trying to work on this joke about how like, you know, it's funny because Chinese are known for being quiet, Puerto Rican are, are, is known for being loud, and like that dynamic and like I, I you know, I I, I my uh, one of the punchlines I used to do, which doesn't really work, was that like you know, I'm really loud about being an introvert, quiet. So um, that was kind of the angle I was taking, but the joke really never worked. And I'm still, like, going back to it every once in a while to see if there's something there. But, dude, I posted um, the tweet on Facebook today, and just, like, a few people just, like, immediately fucking came after me. And were like, you know, enough of the Chinese Puerto Rican shit. Is that all you got? Is that all you do? Meanwhile, I haven't posted a Chinese Puerto Rican uh, joke in, like, months. Like, if you look at my page, the last thing I posted was jokes about the summary, right? And tweets about... God knows what whatever else, and you know that's the thing that's wrong with people. Like the only, rem- anyways. So I I don't want to go in a fucking tirade, but I just wanted to read some of the comments. Like I read when I first put post put posted the thing, immediately people people came after me, and I haven't looked at it all day. I was just wanted to save it for now, but uh, I wanted to save it so I could read it, and it sounds it sounds a little more uh fresh, so. I posted this 13 hours ago. It has 186 likes and has 39 comments, which is like, I can't even fathom who to fuck. Like, other than like, haha, or like, you know, maybe, you know, fuck, you know, I don't even, well, what could be 39 what? So let's read, let's read them. And we're, we're, most of them are positive, by the way. I just want to reiterate that. It's like, most of the people online are positive. It's the few people that are negative that, you know, are assholes and they drive you crazy. And that's just human nature. I think we always look at the positive and we take it personally, you know? At least for me, it's like if someone goes, good job, very funny, I go, eh, okay, yeah. And then, you know, if someone goes, you suck, I'm like, you know, well, let's, well, I'll kill you, you know? And it bothers me all day and it, and it brings down my mood, which is why social media is such a terrible thing. But yeah, so let's see. <laughs> someone wrote, Oh, so here's the tweet again. I'm Chinese and Puerto Rican, so I don't know if I should be quiet or loud. Someone wrote, both just do what I do. A pillow in your face when you go to bed and scream. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Let me give that a let me give that a, a laugh emoji. Um, like I said, mostly positive. Someone goes, use her inside screaming. Funny. Someone goes, I love you. I would love to try your cooking, which is weird. And here we go. Here we go. Guillermo. I don't even want to give it. That's not even his name. Some 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 asshole. Let's just call these people assholes. Wrote, yeah, we know this is every single joke you make, which is not true. Like I I don't. That's not the only jokes I make. You know, do I post a lot of them on social media? Yeah, and you know what? You can blame your fucking social media algorithms that it comes up on your feed, and you can blame these shallow, dumb fuck social media companies for only promoting hack dumb shit. You know, it's easy humor. It's digestible. It's relatable. Every, like as much as people want to be like stereotypes don't exist, but uh, uh, race is a hack. Blah blah blah. The Asian voice. The blah. Come on, man. Let's. Be. It's like their stereotypes are for the most part true. 
and fucking um, there's a reason why people laugh at race jokes, okay? Because they're fucking funny, and if you want to pretend like it isn't, you're 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 full of shit, you know? Yeah, it is hack because when you get a, a laugh based off a race joke, you're not really writing anything new. You're just fucking borrowing um, stereotypes. But to say it's not funny or all this shit or not understand like like uh, the reason why um, they show up on your feed or they, they get more um, interaction, you're just an asshole. And so I, I just wrote back to this guy, like, apologize in 20 minutes or I'll block you. And then, then they wrote back, I just wanted your acknowledgement. Please, I love your Chino Rican jokes. Which is like, all right, you apologized, and um, I'm sorry I came after you. I didn't really come after you. I just said apologize, you know, because, like, I'm not – it's my page. I'm not having you fucking shit on me on my page. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, well, you got my attention, and I, ho- I hope you, uh, you're you happy about that. And then someone else wrote genius, half loud, half quiet, loudly quiet. Silent but deadly. That's good. That's good. And here's someone writes, you need new material. The Chinese and Puerto Rican jokes aren't funny anymore. And it's just like, um, someone wrote, a lot of people came to defend me, which, which is nice. Um, first off, let me just say something real quick. If it, it, it's so easy for someone with no talent to just see someone trying to be funny or trying to do something with their lives and tell them what to do. It's just like, um, I don't have a, I don't know you personally. We're not friends. I don't even know what the fuck you look like. I can't even say your name right. And you're probably going to use that as fodder to be like, I'm racist because I can't say your fucking name right. It's like, don't, you don't, you, who are you to go around telling people what to do? Do you do that in real life? Do you go up to people that work at Chick-fil-A and go, you know, you should, you should, uh, instead of this POS system, use this POS system or bag at this. No, probably not. If you are, then you're, you're a huge piece of shit, but you're probably just an internet. You got internet muscles and you're just really, um, you, you're a quiet person and you, you fucking, you're a loser. You're a loser. If you post on soul, if you post hate stuff on social media, like trying to like, like, like go out, like trying to basically hurt people's feelings on the internet. You're a loser. You just know like that, like, you know, like if you steal from someone, you're a criminal. If you post negative comments to people to try to hurt them on the internet, you're a loser. That's that's the Webster Miriam definition. All right. So a lot of people came to my defense. I appreciate that. Like, you know, Cassandra wrote, I don't know what the fuck this is. Oh, take your own advice, maybe? No, 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 no. So Cassandra wrote, habla por ti, which translates to, speaks for yourself. She goes, take your own advice. And then, I don't get that. She writes, take, that doesn't make sense. I didn't give your advice. Just said, speak for yourself, which is true. I don't know what the fuck. She writes, and then the person writes back, I am speaking for myself. I personally think he needs new jokes. Have a nice day. Again, it's just like, like, it's such a lazy take. You see me post something that you don't like, and then you go, you need new material, or this is all you got. It's like, have you done the research? Have you gone back? If you, if you just did this with your fingers on your phone, you would see the past joke before that wasn't about being Chinese and Puerto Rican. You're a loser. And then Zelda, oh, Zeta, I'm sorry. Zeta writes, shut up to the person. I'm new and still interested in the old jokes. That's another thing. You think you're the only fucking person on this goddamn page that consumes this content, I have new followers every day, dude. So I got to also give them shit. You think those people are going to scroll like this for two hours to see something posted six months ago that you saw already? You selfish loser. Next. I laughed. Someone wrote, I laughed. You thinking anyone cares about your opinion is pretty funny too. I got to give that a ha-ha. That's great. And then another person goes, it's hilarious, and I find it funny, so let him do his thing. And I'm going to like that, too. And then someone wrote loud. Okay, so it was just two people shitting on me. But they came immediately. They just came immediately, you know? Um, and then, Oh, oh, someone else wrote something, too. Why, how come that didn't come up? There was, like, it was, maybe they deleted it, which is kind of a pussy move, but I respect it, you know? 
you give up and you just you know you're just like I don't I don't I take it back. Yeah, someone another person wrote something hidden, not hidden, hit hit something about this is all you do. Yeah, I guess they deleted it. Oh yeah, someone wrote you need okay no no that's the same person. Yeah, I guess they deleted it or they blocked me. Yeah, I think they deleted it or they blocked me. But it was something along the lines of like, like it was a long message. It was like you are better than this. You're you you could be a good comic, but this is all you do. Again, it's just like it's just not true. You know, you're you're just you're, just, you're it's just not true. But this person was actually trying to be constructive, which which I kind of accept. And I just wrote to him. I was like, okay, thanks, Facebook, career manager. Um, if you come see a show, it's literally five percent race jokes 95 percent other stuff and uh that's it and then something about the algorithm like this is what it favors i don't know what you like i want to be successful you know it's like you got to play the game a little bit all right and what do you know about integrity what do you do for work what company do you work for where, where are you slaving at huh what company are you being bitched around every day how come you don't do you really want to be there then why don't you do what you want to do I don't want to work here anymore. I I want to um. I want to I want to I want to cut hair for a living. So wh what are you doing about it? I think you should stop being a bitch at your job and go cut hair. <laughs> this is what it's this is what it's gone to. I'm just yelling at people on the internet on my podcast. Oh, man. But, yeah, I just want to – it's just like, listen, people. I'm Chinese and Puerto Rican. It's what I am. I'm going to talk about it. And you know what? I've done a lot of angles already. I'll give you that. But there's new ones that come up every day, like that loud, quiet thing. I'm still trying to figure out a joke for it. I'm sure there's something else that will come up one day, right, a new angle for it. And you know what? Am, am I not going to do the joke because you think there's too many? No. I'm going to do what the fuck I want. And like the last one of the people said, I'm new to this page. I haven't seen this person's act before. Right. It's unbelievable how, how like great. Like I'm just trying to imagine like, you know, there are comedians that I like. And sometimes they they rehash the same fucking topics like Bill Burr, one of my favorite comedians. Every fucking special he's talking about beating women or, or hitting women. Right. Or how he hates women. Do I ever write to him? Go, you need to like get new material about not. Hit no, it's just like, yeah, I do watch it. And I go, oh, here again. Here he goes again, bashing woman. You know, he might have a problem. Jeez. But I just go, that's that's what he does, you know? Man, people need to get fucking lives, dude. People love to judge. I mean, man, people love to judge. Love to judge. It's a weird, sad human trait where if someone gets up and, and, and tries to do something different, tries to, to make people laugh, tries to create a new idea so many people just have this weird instinct to shit on them cut them down try to make them give up and i guess it's because they hate themselves and they can't stand the sight of someone doing something you know or going for it you know it bothers them it bothers them that they're stuck in their fucking city and like i'm so glad like i don't you know i felt that before but i don't really feel that 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 ever like you know like, I don't feel animosity towards people that are doing well. I really don't. And not to say I'm, I'm not doing well. I'm doing okay. But I don't feel animosity to people that are, like, uh, killing it. Now, will I say this? Now, if, I, if, I, if someone is doing better than me, and then they're on stage, and then do I hope that they bomb? No. I hope I do better. <laughs> but if a joke of them bombs, I feel, kinda, I, I feel a little bit like, come on. This is what the hype's about. But I, I don't, like, you know, I don't want them to fucking break their leg on stage or, like, I, I don't, like, trash them, you know? It's just so weird how it's so easy for people to trash people. But I also get it, too, because, you know, if, if you gossip about people behind their back, it's a, it's, it's a good way to make friendships. So I guess in a weird way, it's just human nature, you know? We love shitting on people. We love being negative. I mean, look at the submarine shit. Everyone, fuck you, uh, idiots, like... Uh, stupid memes, all this stuff. It's like people just like, and like it's all like like the fact that people hate billionaires. You know, sure billionaires do scummy things, 
um, and that's probably why they get to that position. But it's real, like it's it's really out of jealousy because once you take all their money away from them, you you laugh in their face, and then you don't give a fuck about them. You know, that's what I'm preaching. Anyways, so guys, if listen, if you don't like the Chinese Puerto Rican stuff, I'm gonna just assume you don't like Chinese Puerto Rican people, and you're a racist piece of shit. You're fully a piece of shit loser. <laughs> that hurt. And I just want to do. I want to say this. I'm not being that guy. I'm not. I'm not just like you know what. I'm gonna keep doing Chinese Puerto Rican. Like, I am aware that it's a crutch. Okay. I am, and I'm, I'm trying to be a better comic and write material where I don't have to rely, I don't have to reveal that about me, you know? But listen, a lot of times when I do comedy, I'm still trying to prove myself. If I'm doing a new club, if I'm auditioning for, for a comedy club, anything, I still have to prove myself, and those are my, that that's like my intro to me, hard-hitting joke, okay? And listen, like I did a set the other day where I didn't mention it, Honestly, when when I do sets, when I don't mention it, I feel fucking great about myself because I know that I don't have to rely on that stuff, you know. And maybe I'm so defensive about it, and I get a little you know, yappy, snipey about it because I do understand that. Um, but I'm telling you, I promise you, come see me, buy a ticket. I don't. It's not my whole. You really think I'm doing 45 minutes of just Chinese Puerto Rican jokes? Like, even I would shoot myself doing that on stage you know what i mean and you may think and like i agree with you it's 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 fucking enough already right you mention it whatever have a couple good jokes about it and fucking talk about something else but i've had managers and you know people i don't work with anymore be like you should make your whole act about that that's your fucking niche and it's just like i'm a comedian okay i want to shit on things i want to talk about uncomfortable subjects i'm not just talking about my fucking race you know, but uh, yeah, listen, I'm aware I'm working on and like, listen, like, do you think Bill Burr before he was Bill Burr could just open up his uh, set with um, jokes about hitting women? I don't think so. I think in the beginning he was making all these like I think he had a look at me joke like I'm, I'm some like, you know, I have howdy doody mugby face. Right. Or I'm a redhead. Like, he had all those jokes. And he would probably open his set with them because he's trying to get people on his side. Because no one knows who the fuck he was at one point. You know? No one knows who the fuck I am. So imagine if I'm playing for people that don't know who the fuck I am. And they see this go on stage. You don't think I'm going to address it? Fucking Jesus, dude. And I'm wasting my time. Because I'm trying to fucking convince people that don't know comedy <laughs> what the fuck is going on here. And I'm cursing too much. This is going to get shadow banned. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on to um, something actually sweet and nice. Um, my, I, uh, I had uh, dinner with my mom a couple weeks ago and, you know, talking about, uh, race stuff. I do a lot of material on how my mom, um, Chinese mom was an immigrant. She was very strict and, you know, she, she used to, um, make me study all the time. Didn't let me hang out with friends. She wanted me the doctor, engineer. She was a tiger mom and she, um, she used to hit me. Um, forced me to play the piano, yell at me. I mean, just name it. Just really, really strict, really kind of like stereotypical Asian uh, Chinese tiger mom. And I, I was I was going through a rough patch recently, and I was uh, I had dinner with my mom, and I was I was uh, talking about getting on the anti D's um, to you and me. That's anti depressants. Antidepressants for a really sad, morose thing has got a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Antidepressants. Anyways, um, yeah, it could be like an Italian restaurant, right? Welcome to antidepressants. We have the pasta, the penne, antidepressant style. Anyways, all right. Could be French, too. Anyways, so I, um... I was talking about getting on antidepressants. My mom I was talking to, uh, you know, any doctor who's our family because I don't know who our family doctor is. You know, I'm 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 just a loser, Gen Gen Millennial Gen Z whatever the fuck. You know, I still my parents still pay my phone bill. You know, I, I don't I'm clueless, I'm clueless. And I was telling her I'm thinking about getting antidepressants, and she you know we were kind of just um, why she's like why what do you feel? I'm like I just feel 
I was in a, I was de- I was depressed for a little bit. And um you know, we started talking about things, childhood. I, I was telling her like I kinda start feel like there are moments where I feel like my dad, who's who's not a pleasant guy, you know, my dad never talked to me growing up and um he's very short fuse, my dad, like if you made noise while he was sleeping or watching the TV, he would uh, yell at me. I'll never forget this, man. I was uh, getting up for school one day at like 6 a.m. And my dad was watching TV. And I was leaving uh, my house to go to the front door to catch the school bus. And I walked past the TV. My dad fucking threw the remote control and just screamed like, fuck. Uh, I tried. I tried. And I guess... I'm assuming what he meant was like, I tried to watch TV before my son woke up to go to school. So I didn't have to get interrupted. And I mean, so it's so sad, dude. Like I was a kid just trying to go to school. I was like, I was literally like a, like a middle school or something. I'll never forget that. And I think that was a moment where I realized like my dad put his TV. It's like something he, he could have just rewind. It wasn't like live TV. Even then it's still not a good excuse, but it's like, you know, my dad would watch these Star Trek reruns. He would, you know, tape them and like put them, put them in, and then he would rewind them if if uh, he missed something. So his rewindable tape was more important to him than me going to school, and I, I it was something that stuck with me. It's always stuck with me. It it really hurt me. At the time, I didn't realize how bad it hurt me. It's just something that always stuck with me. Um, and now I know. It's just like, yeah, that was the moment where. I, I kind of realized how unimportant I am. Um, so I was telling, you know, my mom that I have these kind of tendencies in, you know, my relationship and in, in life. And my mom just kind of out of nowhere, you know, while we were on the topic of my childhood, she started, uh, she, she apologized for how she raised me. She said, like, she wished she hadn't been so strict. She wished she didn't hit me. She's like, I, I'm sorry, I hit you. I punched you. I don't remember her punching me. I just remember her hitting me with a switch, you know? You ever get that from your parents? Your parents, are, like, apologize for something they did, and you're like, you did that too? I don't fucking remember that. I must have blocked that trauma out. She's like, yeah, I used to hit you with my fist. I'm like, I don't remember you punching me, but okay. Um, I'll take it. I'll take that sympathy. Um... But yeah, um, seriously, she she apologized and she apologized for forcing me to study all the time, not letting me try the things that I actually wanted to do, like baseball, acting. And she just said, it's like, I uh, I grew up, you know, in Taiwan with, you know, that's how my parents raised me. She grew up probably worse than me she used to probably get hit more and you know like i i talk about how the generation like my parents generation didn't open up emotionally i can't imagine how it was for my parents parents or my grandparents generation you know they must have been even less emotion like less talking and less talking about feelings and less like nicer to your kids or like stuff like that so yeah, she leg- she actually like apologized to me, which I was tell I told a couple of people in my life that I'm close to, and they were like, "That's great, man. You 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 know you don't get that often. Like people don't get that from their parents. This like kind of like apology confession." And then she also told me that my dad was raised the same way I was. Ra- he raised me. Like my dad never talked to me. Never. Never drove me to school. Never drove me to came to my baseball games. Never took me to practice. Kind of an absent dad that was there. And my mom was telling me that um, that's, you know, his dad, his parents didn't care about him growing up and didn't support his um, career choices. He's the only one that graduated from college in his family. He has a brother and a sister. And his parents were like, you should work. And he was like, no. Like, if I'm going to get out of the hood, I got to get a college degree and get the hell out of here. And, you know, he studied his ass off and worked without any financial support from his family or just any kind of backing from his family. And 
he got scholarships and he he did it he made it you know like my dad's a got a phd and all that shit and um so in essence i guess she apologized for him in a way i don't think my dad will ever apologize to me i mean my dad's never my dad doesn't even like acknowledge my existence pretty much and yeah, it's it's so crazy because like you know I go to therapy. I've been going to therapy for years now, and like you, you always kind of dream that your parents will get it, or like people like you know if you have a problem with your relationship, you always think like oh like they'll get it, like because because you're, when you're talking through therapy, you start to understand yourself better, but you also start to understand people better. You start to read people better, and like you know especially if you know someone like a girlfriend or or a friend or a coworker, if you know their childhoods. You can kind of figure out why they act the way they act. And you almost want to shake them. Be like, dude, this is why you do this. Like, fucking get it together. But, you know, people have to come to their own realizations by themselves, right? And I, 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 I couldn't, I never believed that I would get an apology for something that's really affected me and traumatized me. Like, I mean, the first, like, 45 minutes of stand-up I wrote was half of it, you know, if you want to complain about Chinese... Puerto Rican race jokes that was the first that was like half of my setback in the day my mom is Chinese she was very strict my dad's Puerto Rican he didn't care and that's all I talked about because I was just like finally able to get it off my tits and do it in joke format so it was acceptable to talk about in front of people and when they would laugh it would make me feel better about it you know yeah you're such an asshole for complaining about my I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with trauma Asshole. All right. Fuck off. Let me deal with my trauma. But, um, she apologized. And it would, here's the craziest thing. You would, I don't want to say it didn't feel good. But it's weird. It's like when you want something that you don't think you're ever going to get, like an apology from someone. Um, it's something that's kind of made you mad for a long time, whatever it is. It's crazy when you finally get that apology. I think the only thing you really think about is like you, you get freedom from the situation, which is so, it's a big like weight lifted off, but you also kind of feel sad that you spent whatever amount of time just angry and bitter about it, you know? And that's just something I would say to anyone. It's like, if you hate someone right now and you can't stand the sight of them and you're angry at a family member or an ex or a coworker or a friend and like you want revenge or you're just holding a grudge against someone, if you have that um, and, and it's affecting the way you, you relate to other people and it's affecting your daily life, like I just will say this. It's like because like, I, I literally would not go home. I would go out of my way to not go see my parents because I felt uncomfortable around them. And I made my life so much more fucking difficult. And then, you know, I, I couldn't relate to people because I thought, you know, I was relating to people the way my parents related to me. And I spent so much time. And I'm still young, man. So it hasn't been that much time. But I spent years and years and years and years and years and years and years depressed and bitter about it and the i'll just say it's like you don't get that time back and i i wish almost i had confronted about it i wish i just you know you don't get time back i wish i lived those years not bitter and not upset you know that's it that's that's all i want to say about that it's not worth grudges are not worth it man and I know people in my life right now that are, you know, they have grudges. Can't stand the sight of people. Angry, fucking angry. Affecting their everyday life. Gotta forgive people, man. Not to say you have to hang out with them, be your best fucking buddies, kiss them on the lips. Let them take advantage of you again. But you just gotta say fuck it, man, and just move on with your life, you know? Anyways, that's just my kind of spiel. Um, I hope this didn't get too emotional. You know, guys, the guy, the people that listen to this, you know, you guys are, you guys are like my family in a way, you know? Um, I feel like I can be myself 
on here and with you guys. And I just really appreciate that you guys will listen. I mean, no one else will listen to me for an hour a week, you know? <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if my dad will see this and never reach out to me. Probably not. All right. Let's move on. So I wanted to try a new segment um, this week. Um, I, I'm very into motivational quotes. Like I'll read motivational quotes in the morning or if I, you know, take a shit um, or just, you know, if I need to pick me up through the week, I'll read motivational quotes that, you know, motivate me. And um, I always had this thing where I wanted to like read motivational quotes to motivate others. But also, let's make fun of these. You know, sometimes sometimes they're so stupid, right? Because they're so bland and generic and so corny, you know. Um, but they're good. But they're just so fuck. I mean, I don't know. It, maybe it's just me. When people are corny and like, like what's that one that everyone says? Uh, everything will be alright or something. Um, when you go through a breakup, people. What do people say? Um, plenty of fish in the sea or something or like uh. Everything will be all right. Like you, just like shut the fuck up. You know, I know everything's gonna be all right. I just want to fucking feel shitty and complain. You know what I mean? But the everything will be all right. That's actually the best advice you can give someone. Like time will heal all wounds. You know, if you're if you're going through something tough and someone says that, all you want to do is 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 give them a wound. You know, but that's really like if you can really pro, you just don't want to hear it at that time. But if you could actually process that in the moment, that's the best advice you could have. It's like, yeah, I feel shitty now. And then soon I will not give a fuck and I just got to run the clock out, you know? So anyways, I wanted to try a new segment on the podcast called uh, just fucking making fun of motivational quotes. If you have an idea for a name, it could be like um, motivational Jane or something. I don't know. I got nothing right now. I'm, I'm, I'm about to cry because I just confessed all that stuff about my mom. Um, <laughs> here we go. Here's a couple I found. The wisest person is not the one who thinks they know more than everyone in the room. The wisest person, the wisest, the wisest, am I saying that right? The wise, yeah, I don't know why I sound like I have a Boston accent saying that. Sorry, let's take that again. And action. The wisest person in the room is not the one who thinks they know more than everyone in the room. The wisest person in the room is the one who wants to learn something from each person in this room. I see what you're saying there, but that's kind of stupid, you know? Like, do I really want to learn everything about uh, each something about each person in the room? I don't think so. If I'm in a room and there's a person that is unhoused or looks like shit, or someone, or the, they're, like, what if I'm in a room with, with a racist, you know? What if I'm in a room with, like, someone who fucking touches kids? I don't really want to learn anything from them, you know? If I'm at McDonald's, I don't ever go into a McDonald's and go, I that cashier, that person that's squeezing the fucking ketchup thing, that they don't, you know that sometimes when they make the burgers, the, the assembly line of burgers, they squeeze the ketchup packets on top and it darts on. I don't want to really learn something from that person, you know? If I'm at the DMV and I'm behind that bulletproof glass or whatever because everyone wants to fucking shoot them, the people that work at the DMV because they're fucking assholes, I don't ever think I, I, want, to, I want to learn something. Maybe in the moment I want to learn how fucking long is this going to take till I get my license renewed, but I don't want to learn anything from that person. That's kind of dumb. And I do think the, the wisest people often do think they're the smartest ones in the room. You know? So I'm going to call bullshit on that quote. <laughs> I like this. Just thinking things are supposed to motivate people and, and fucking shitting on them. <laughs> Here's one. Do not waste your time looking for an obstacle. Maybe there is none. Okay. See, this one I like because I'm a big person that... um. Is like I, I, you know, because the way I grew up, my mom being strict, hardworking, I'm always like, all right, you know, what do I got to do? Um, if I'm not sweating, if I'm not slaving, if I'm not laboring, I must be doing something wrong, you know? And sometimes, um, sometimes you just got it and you don't need to think too much into it, you know? Sometimes 
Sometimes you can be looking for trouble. You know what I mean? Looking for trouble, little little you little shit. But sometimes you could be looking for things that aren't there. And um, if it's not there, then it's not there, man. Just just fucking give up. You know what I mean? This is a, just like do not waste your time looking for an obstacle. Maybe there is none. It's just a basically a long way of saying fucking chill out, dude. Fucking smoke some weed and calm the fuck down. It's gonna be I. It's gonna be all right. I gotta stop cursing. I can't clip anything now. Oh boy, I don't want to be. I don't want to make it. I just want to be Jetterbain forever. Follow the podcast page, by the way. Kicking it at Camacho on Instagram. I'm posting clips on there. Um, like it. Um, all right, here's another one. Never lose touch of what you want. Always keep your goals in front of you. That's a good one. I have a problem with that, actually. Um, I'm I'm a, I'm a messy guy. Um, if you ever come to my apartment, I got shit everywhere. My dad was like that, too, honestly. My dad's room was a fucking just horde fest. And, um, like, I'm one of those guys where it's like I look so unorganized, but I know where everything is at the same time. Like, my girlfriend's is cleaner than I am, but she can't find anything ever. Like, every day, it's like, can you find my phone? Can you find my wallet? Can you find my keys? Can you find my laptop? Can you find my cat? Can you find my uh, G-spot? No. And uh, uh, um, I'm always like, I know where everything is. I just, in my mind, I know where everything is. Like when I see things, I place them, right? But if you were to look at my all my belongings, it's just everything skewed about. But I know where everything is, you know? Like I get mad. Like my mom used to like clean my room randomly, and then I would get so mad because... It's like, now I don't know where the fuck anything is. Even if the thing was a fucking complete pigsty, I knew where everything was. I'm just one of those guys, you know? Don't they say smart people, like, the more intelligent people are, are messy? Isn't that a thing? Can we, can we Google that? I got to get a producer. I got to do all the Googling, the podcasting, the recording, the editing. My damn self. Um, messy people. Oh, sorry. Who am I apologizing to? Messy people are... Smarter. Here we go. Do intelligent people tend to be messy? A study by the University of Minnesota. Oh, cold study. Suggests that messy desk, the messy desk of geniuses in actuality. I can't read. I can't read. That's not what it says. Sorry, guys. My eyes are, are fucking dying. The messy desk of geniuses is actually linked to their intelligence. If you don't spend much time cleaning and organizing everything around you, your mind is obviously occupied with more important stuff. Whoa! Maybe that's why I'm a messy bastard. That's kind of true because the reason why I don't clean is because I don't think I have any time to clean because I have other shit to worry about. Whoa. Whoa. My girlfriend's one of those people that, like, if we don't clean, I, 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 I can't study. I, I, messy room messes my mind, which is kind of true, because it does get overwhelming when shit's kind of messy, you know. I like that. I'm gonna tell my girlfriend next time she calls me a slob. I'm like, hey, I got more important things to do than clean up. Okay, bitch. Um, let's do a couple more. I got two more here. You will never change your life until you change something you do daily. That's true. That's very good. You know, you're never gonna, you're never gonna um, be a comedian if you don't go to an open mic and write every day. You're not gonna just not gonna be a good comedian. So if you suck right now and you're not writing, you gotta write every day. Or, you know, if if you're in a bad relationship, every day you get you gotta tell that person to fuck off, change yourself, man. Those are bad examples, I feel like. But like, yeah, if you're if you're trying to um diet or something and you have to change your diet somehow. Like you gotta stop eating. Just you know, something I used to do when I was um when I started dieting, if I wanna like smooth into it, I would like let's say for breakfast I have eggs, bacon, and oatmeal, right? If I wanna diet, I just take one of those things out for every meal. So it's like instead of eggs, bacon and oatmeal, if I wanna diet, I just do eggs and oatmeal. Right. And then for lunch, if it's like rice and chicken, um, I just do chicken. <clears throat> so I just take like an element out of it. Or if it's like a pound of chicken I used to eat, then I'll just eat um, half a pound of chicken, just a little less every day. Just change a little bit every day. And think about these habits like, you know, how habits uh, develop after time. So you just really got to um, 
I stick with it. So I like this one. You will never change your life until you change something you do daily. I like that one. And last one I have on here. If you continue to think the way you've always thought, you'll continue to get what you've always got. Sounds like Dr. Deuce. Dr. Deuce. Dr. Deuce. Ah! Come on. That idea is taken. Dr. Deuce. Dr. Poop instead of Dr. Seuss. Someone's got that YouTube channel going, right? Just just rhyming rhyming poop books for children. Doctors. Dr. Deuce. <laughs> That's how you know I'm a fucking child. I think it's hilarious. Um, yeah, if you continue to think the way you've always thought, you'll continue to get what you've always got. Yeah. It's like, you know, like if you think you're a loser and you continue to think you're a loser, you're always going to be a loser, you know? But if you can change your mindset to be like, you know what? I'm a fucking winner. And you start thinking like a winner, you will become a winner, you know? The mind is really insane. It's like, it's all up here, you know? Like, anytime you feel bummed out or, or anything, you can actually, if you can change your mindset, you could actually trick your body. Because your body doesn't know what the fuck's going on. It kind of goes off with your, what, what your, um, your brain's thinking, right? So if you, like, let's say, um, this is a dumb example, but, like, let's say in your mind you think you're the sh- you're the sh- you you you're nobody right but if you can change your mind and be like you know what i'm the shit and my shit don't stink and i'm a celebrity right let's just say in your mind you're like everyone thinks i'm i'm cool and if you can really believe that and you can carry your body around like that you can change the perception about you you know but it is all up here if you if you're a person that's like i can't do this i can't do this i can't do this if you think that you won't be able to do it you know it's also people that are like you know no, oh, this is what I deserve. This is what I deserve. If you really think like that, if you keep thinking like that, that's all you're going to get. But if you go, no, fuck it. I deserve better. And you really believe that and you continue to think that every day, you will change your life and you will do better. You know? See? Isn't this fun? These are motivational. And we're also having a good time. We're also laughing at it. Can I think of another funny way? It's like, it is funny though. It's like, if you say, if you change the way, it could be for bad too, right? What if you want to be a bad person? Like, you know, like I want to be a, I want to, I want to be a, I want to, I want to drink the blood of children, you know? And if you like put that in your mind, I guess at some point you can start, <laughs> this is, this is a terrible, all right, well, let's not even birch this. All right. Um. Anyways, guys. So real quick. Um, before we go, let me show you what I'm doing here with my, with my, with my kick game. Today I decided to switch it up. I am wearing a pair of Vans off the wall. Um, like, you know, I, for the most part, wear Nikes and Jordans. Um, but, uh, I, I think, um, I mean, seriously, like, let's just take a look at these. This line that the Vans has, it's basically a swoosh, you know, without the fucking check mark. But I saw these at, um, where did I see these? I saw these at a PacSun or Journeys. No, I saw them at Vans, the store, the Vans store. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I just wanted something that was a little more, <clears throat> a little more universal, just a black shoe with a white bottom, flat bottom. And I saw these, and I, I, I love um, Nike skateboarding shoes, the Dunks, with the fat tongue. And the kind of the wider, puffier uh, look, and the fat laces, and I saw these, and they're cheap as shit, and they're super comfortable, and they look super dope. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna grab a pair of these. So today I'm wearing Vans. Um, I'm wearing Supreme, uh, small box logo shirt. I don't know if you can see the Supreme. It's it's just black on black, and I'm wearing these just generic uh, white shorts, something a billionaire would wear, and yeah. That's it. Pretty casual, James, today. Um, <clears throat> not a hype beast, James, today. You know? I guess it was a Supreme shirt. That could be kind of hype beasty. Um, but, yeah. I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Kicking It With Camacho. I am going to start uh, incorporating uh, guests on the podcast again. It's kind of going to – I think we're all bringing it back to what I used to do, which is the I'm Just a Kid podcast back in the day. I used to have guests on all the time. But instead of kind of like narrowing it down with like high school shit, I think it's just going to be a bullshit podcast. You know, my real goal here is to compete with Joe Rogan, you know, 
Like, I think at I think my podcast can get that kind of influence. You know, I think I'm a better interviewer than him, to be honest. I think Joe Rogan's got shit on me. So I'm going to be having guests on soon. And um, I'm going to have guests on. Um, the only thing, like, back in the day, I used to have guests on all the time. And at, at a certain point, I feel like I was just kind of like <sighs> having guests on just to have guests on and do podcasts. But now I'm just going to try to have people on that I really are really interested in um, talking to and people I think that you'd be interested to. It's just interesting human beings, you know. Um, I had one of those uh, passengers in the submarine book, but the, I guess they're not going to show. All right, I got to stop. I got to st- I I mean, the amount of fire I'm going to face in the internal afterlife is is gonna suck so let me let me just stop right there um <laughs> anyways guys follow me at kamash bro if i post a reel and if you like it please like it please share it it goes a long way especially with this stupid shadow ban i think i'm shadow banned until july 9th which is a fucking long time dude um come see me on tour jameskamacha.com for all tour dates and New special taping announcement will be soon. And if you hate my Chinese Puerto Rican material, just fucking unfollow me. You don't need to comment. Just unfollow. If you really hate it, just unfollow. Like, I'm trying to deal with my life tragedies through comedy and writing. Okay? So just fuck off. And if you have a grudge against someone, I don't, I, I, anyone, and it's fucking with your daily life. You may not even know it's fucking with your daily life. But if you ever, if you feel like you have to change the way you live because of this grudge you have with someone, just fucking let it go. Seriously. Be the bigger person. Let it go. Because, you know, I, I, I'm very lucky to have gotten an apology from my mom. And I love my mom. She's great. And I'm I'm really I love her even more that that uh, she was able to realize and verbalize and communicate that with me. And I'm lucky because I I know that some people go their whole lives without getting that, and they hold it in forever. And just don't I just don't want anyone out there living a bitter, angry life, you know. The grudges aren't worth it. Okay. Guys, this has been Kicking It With Camacho. Sajin adios.